0: Visit chrissawyer.anny-mac.com, email him at csawyer at maccom or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Combat
1: Sports Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by Jared Jones. We got a big UFC pay-per-view, as well as uh, pound bot, one of boxing's pound for t- top of the pound-for-pound pound rankings right now, Terrence Crawford returning to the ring. But we got some stuff to recap first, and we, we also got a fun who you got. Uh, that should be fun as well. But uh, starting off with another fighter. That's vying for boxing's top pound-for-pound spot. Tyson Fury dominates uh, Derek Chisora. Tenth-round finish, their trilogy fight. Um, I I, I talked about this last week uh, during my little solo performance last week. Uh, The the thing why Fury and why uh, when we talk about Crawford, the reason why they're at the top of the pound-for-pound, why they're so much better than everyone I know that there's these great fights you want to make. Like, like we want to see Fury versus Usyk. We want to see Crawford versus Spence. But even if they can't make those fights, they're, they're still – they're not getting the ring rust. They're not – they're just taking on whoever they can. And Chisora, I'm sorry. You're Tyson Fury's bum of the month. But, uh, Jared, what did you think of this fight?
2: I don't, I don't see why we needed it. I don't. I don't know what we needed it for. I think uh, everything happened as we expected it to, and it seemed like a waste of a perfectly good fight. You know, this is this is the type of thing that that you turn around at the end and go, "Who? What did you do? You know, who did you fight? You can't plug anybody else in there, Tyson Fury. I'd rather see one of these Otto and type, undefeated from from." Czech or Sweden or wherever go go find somebody undefeated heavyweight go 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 give a rocky balboa a shot because we didn't need this we didn't need it
1: yeah i mean you, you could argue we didn't need it in the uh, the late 2010s when we originally got it but uh
2: <laughs> we didn't need any of the three of them we knew I yeah. mean,
1: the first one fine but but uh yeah i, I... And all you can say from this, I hope that this will set up for the the F- Fury Usyk fight, or even Fury Joshua. Give me something like there's some fights to be had here, and uh, Derek Derek Chisora, you, you just aren't one of them, brother. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. But uh, let's move on to another fight. Let's recap. A way more entertaining, way more fun fight. Fight of the night performance. Steven Wonderboy Thompson seemingly uh, turns back the clock. Great fight with uh, Kevin Holland uh, having to get stopped after the fourth round due to a hand injury. But, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Fantastic fight. Uh, Wonderboy Thompson, like I, I said it last week. I thought Kevin Holland, he looked great at welterweight. I thought he was going to come in or revitalize this division, be be a little bit of a new blood in this division. But nah, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, that enigma is just too hard to crack, that karate style. And, I mean, that's why he is like the gatekeeper. That's why you have to beat Wonderboy to get a shot at the title in the welterweight division because he's just so so crazy. Jared, your thoughts on this? He's still Thompson is
2: still competing at the top at, at the top level. He's still at an elite level. Um gatekeeper may be a little uh a little harsh for this guy when you when you put him you can't put him in the same in the same bracket with Chisora. Um that said, I hope you guys got my parlay in with uh with uh Deladze and Wonderboy because cause your boy got paid last weekend with those two stacked. Uh Thompson on plus money against Holland that was crazy. Anyways, yeah, dominant performance. Kid looked good. Where do where do we go from here from Holland? Do we do we need more from from this guy? He's that that may be more of your gatekeeper at this point. I
1: I I think he still can I mean Wonderboy is so different than anyone else. I think he still can get get a little run here at Welterweight. Um but yeah, I, I, Wonder Boy. I, I thought he was down and out. I like last week. I, I threw, hit him and Cowboy Cerrone kind of in the same sentence, and I feel bad for that. Especially after this performance, I feel really, really bad. I feel like I'm disrespecting the man. But uh, I but you talk about where Kevin Holland can go. I mean, granted, it, it, you didn't expect anything crazy. Like like I was talking. Like maybe he could come in, get a couple main events. It, it, He got main event at middleweight. We were all scratching our heads during that. I I thought maybe with a win over Wonderboy again, that would be a big one. Uh, But where does Wonderboy go from this? Because, I mean, can you get back into the title against, I mean, Leon Edwards maybe? Uh, But do you think he can rattle off a couple here, maybe get another crack at the belt? I, I,
2: I think Edwards is beatable. Usman showed he's beatable. Um, Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Steven Thompson has has the skill set. Listen, the only guy, there's only one guy here that I feel like in that weight class can beat anybody. Everybody else you have kind of, and this is going to shock you, but everybody else you have kind of a styles make fights kind of guy you know Covington is more of the wrestler if you can get past that part you can beat it um but Bilal Muhammad watch out for this guy I really feel like that's the best guy there when I look at those names that's the most well-rounded just gonna get in and bang he can beat any of those other guys whereas Thompson I believe he can beat Edwards but how does he look against Covington you know what I'm saying? Styles make fights. So so um so Thompson yes, it can be competitive with most of those guys, some of those guys at the top of the division. And the only guy that that has that I look at as a little bit above each guy I'd pick in each fight, Bellal Muhammad. Otherwise, you got a lot of rock paper scissors going on there in welterweight division of the UFC. See,
1: I I I, I agree with you. There is a lot of like rock, paper, scissors, but it, I, I don't have Bilal Muhammad. And I know like his last fight, he obviously missed weight. But I, I, I think Kamza, if he can figure that out, I know that's a pretty big if. But I mean, we saw Khabib early in his career struggle with weight issues. So hopefully he can get that right because I think he can tear, terror- he, he could be be the king of this welterweight division for him.
2: is a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. I feel like the good wrestlers, though Usman Covington, uh, Muhammad, gonna give gonna give him some trouble.
1: Yeah, we'll see. but uh, or or even like are you, uh, honestly, though I I know that we're kind of getting off topic here, but it just popped in my head. Chamaev now that he's missed weight, I think the path for him to get the belt would be easier at middleweight than it would be at welterweight stylistically because you don't have that many wrestlers, a lot of strikers. You can just really manhandle them, take them to the ground. I mean, w- we talked about how Marvin Vittori held that one win over Adesanya and all that stuff just for – he wasn't a great wrestler. I Like, I, I talked about this w- when they fought for the belt. Like, he can take you down. He doesn't uh, inflict damage. Chemaev inflicts damage, and he can submit you. you and finish it from the ground. So I think, uh, honestly, if I'm Chumaev, I Move up there, possibly then move down, get two belts, or uh, the, the path to to the championship easier middle middleweight for. But
2: mm. uh, Darius and Makhachev can uh can wrestle a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, all right. Let's uh... Okay, that's gonna do it for recap fights. That was a fun one. I uh, that's gonna be. In a couple of weeks when we start talking about fight of the year, I think that's well, we've had a couple good ones that are going to be that one's at least going to be an honorable mention in a couple. Of weeks. Oh, yeah. Great fight. But uh, all right. Let's get into the who you got something fun here a fighters uh, list to Santa. Uh, it's Christmas time. It's the holiday season with Christmas right around the corner. Let's get into some Christmas cheer uh, into the fight game. If a fighter had to ask Santa for one thing to add to their fight game for Christmas, what would they ask for? And the example I gave was Rose Namajunas should ask <laughs> Santa to remove Pat Berry from her <laughs> corner for this Christmas. Uh, Jared, uh, what you got on your fighter's wish list?
2: Um, So, I am um, – I've got under the tree for Katie Taylor, some pop and I don't mean soda. We've got a power for Katie Taylor. We've got a knockout punch in Katie Taylor's repertoire. So some pop. I love that. Um, a foot. There's a foot under the tree for Alexander Yusick. <laughs> Santa brought a foot. For you. Sick. And um and uh uh a uh another W for, for uh Pereira. Cause I just don't see him winning any more fights. Ah, he's the Antonio Tarver of the UFC. So just another win. At the top of the game for Alex Pereira, but definitely a foot for Yusick and some pop for Katie Taylor.
1: I I, I like that. I all of those are great. Yeah, Katie Taylor with some power, like she's a household name. If she, she can finish fights, like people, it that's just how the casuals are. That's just how the fight game is. I mean, Joe likes to give me a lot of crap for liking knockouts, but that's how you make a name for yourself. I mean, look at Connor. Look at Connor.
2: It's the easiest at, way to please. do it.
1: Yeah. But uh, I, I I like all of those. But uh, uh, if you guys watched last week, watch my flurry, talking about Fury and all that stuff. Uh, I, I've talked about that story many a time on this uh, podcast. But uh, similar vein, uh Deontay Wilder, you need to be asking for a therapist from Santa. Brother,
2: no, I mean, look at the seen the commercial? Nah, I got this, man. You wouldn't understand. Uh,
1: betterhelp.com or one of those like, uh, sponsor go. this dude, get, get on his shorts, help this man out. Because, I mean, look at what Fury did when he was at rock bottom and look at how he came back. Deontay Wilder, you got something no other person in the world has in that power. You can come back from that, and uh, it, it was good to see him get in the get back in the the ring this year. So I uh, I think he can rattle a couple off, and maybe who knows Fury? He's talked about a retirement uh, a little bit after the Deontay Wilder fight. That that word was in the air, so that that might be uh, in the future for Fury and Wilder. He can, I think he can step in and. Uh, be the king of the the heavyweight division with, with Fury out of there, but uh, yeah, and, and I I I like what you said a foot for Uh Usyk I, I did have some, some some height for Usyk as well the, the heavyweights yeah he he would be such a monster H- him if he were just a little bit taller going against Tyson Fury that would be like. The greatest fight ever, that just be Titans going at it. Be- that said it's
2: that said it's Fury and not Yusick that's the issue here.
1: Yeah. I
2: saw a comparative analysis of the size of Alexander Yusick versus old heavyweights. Like, remember how big Foreman looks and all of those? They're about the same size. Yeah. Uh uh Ali was smaller. Like this is this is, this is a big guy. It's just that Tyson Fury is a is a bear.
1: Yeah, he's just... He's par bare, so... Yeah. And, uh, I, last one for me for Santa's wish list. Give Tyson... I mean, uh, no, my bad. Terrence Crawford. Give him, like, just a late-night appearance. I, I think once you get him in the public eye, he wins over a couple more fans. People start to know who he is. And I, I think, bro, like, we talk about it all the whole time. Nebraska, like, having that, uh, Having that background, that um, American, like, Midwest vibe, like, America needs to see that to l- learn who this guy is. And uh, I think just giving him a late-night appearance, giving put him on Jimmy uh, Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, one of those guys, and I think give him, give people just a little glimpse into his personality, and I think he can win some people over and grow into something that Bob – he could do something that Bob Aram couldn't do for him and uh, promote him. So, I uh, I don't know. And but but boy, I don't know. I I, I say that, but I, I don't think you're gonna be winning a lot of fans over on uh what what is it? Uh BK I, I don't know how what is this is streaming. Yeah, yeah, whatever. How is this streaming? This Crawford fight, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh pay-per-view on like BK TV. I don't know, it's on the scroll right BLK Prime. I don't know what that is. But, uh, all right, that that was fun getting us in the Christmas cheer. Uh, but, uh, all right, we're going to take a break, hear a word from one of our sponsors, and we'll get back uh, and preview the fights and talk about Terrence Bud Crawford a little bit more. So, stay tuned right after this. My name is
3: Roseanne BC and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optavia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach, you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide. And if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com. And um, you can email me from there or you can book, a virtual coaching session there, where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction.
1: All right, live on BLK Prime, Crawford Terrence Bug Crawford against David uh, Avanesian. David Avanesian, twenty nine, three and one with seventeen knockouts. He's five foot eight with a sixty eight and a half inch reach. Uh, he's on a six fight win streak right now, beating Kerman. Uh, Lajaraga twice, Jose Del Rio, Josh Kelly, Liam Taylor, and Oskari Metz. And it, uh, his last loss came into a common opponent he has with Crawford in Ed, Edgidis uh, Kavosky-Kalvakevis, uh, also known as the Mean Machine. Now let's get into Terrence Bud Crawford, 38-0, 29 knockouts, five foot eight. With a seven, 74 inch reach, uh, he's been on a tear. Obviously undefeated, he won. Uh, he has dominated at welterweight since winning against uh, Ricky Burns in twenty in twenty fourteen, dominating the division for almost a decade now. Uh, most recently, finishing his last nine fights against John Molina Jr., Felix Diaz, Julius Indongo, Jeff Horn. Jose Benavidez Jr., Amir Khan, Mean Machine, Kel Brook, Sean Porter, and Jared, my question to you, will this just be another lead-up fight to the epic welterweight battle between Crawford and Earl Spence Jr.? Or can uh, Avanesian play spoiler tonight?
2: No. No, this is Bud Crawford all day um it's not close listen a gds he knocked out in the ninth um and that's one of the losses over here right yeah, yeah. GDS. it's 0 know knocked him out in the sixth. so so you've got a common opponent they one guy knocked him out the other guy got knocked out by him didn't get past lamont peterson uh and basically every step up in competition has been a failure uh Mosley had nine losses. Uh as La Ragas, your signature win, uh came up a weight class you beat him twice. Uh Liam Taylor, okay, Josh Kelly, whatever. I mean, those guys are all right. It's not Sean Porter and Kel Brook and Amir Khan and 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 even Jeff Horn, Victor Postal. Uh this is Bud Crawford. And it's an, and I'm sorry, but this guy, this, uh, uh, Avenician isn't, isn't undefeated. No, isn't top ranked. He sees he's, he's number seven, um, on box rack. This it's a, it's another one of those kind of why, for what, what do we learn after this fight when, when Terrence wins?
1: No, I—I I mean, I, I'll tell you that the why it's because I—I'm I, putting this all on Earl Spence Jr. He won't sign the fight. There's a reason Crawford's coming out here. He's ready to Six. fight. Spence won't—won't won't have it. Spence won't sign the papers. That's why you got a bum of the month situation.
2: Six of the top nine guys are undefeated. Seven of eleven. Rashidi Ellis. Connor Ben, stenosis. aki uh, Keith Thurman has one loss. Cody Crowley's twenty-one and zero. Jaron Enos twenty-nine and zero. Ortiz Junior's nineteen and zero. Errol Spence twenty-eight and zero. Why are we fighting the number seventh-ranked guy with three losses? He's lost to those guys. It's like Ugas, where he's got five losses and he's up at the top of the list. He's got more losses than the next twelve guys. Can those two guys? have more losses than the top 15 guys, everybody else all together because they're the only two guys out there fighting everybody else. And they're going to do it again here. And Bud Crawford beats him. And what do we learn? That one of the guys that loses to all the best guys lost to another one of the best guys. Fight Ortiz Jr. Fini- fi- finish my hat trick here. Cyril Khan came up a little short, but finish my hat trick. Virgil Ortiz Jr. That's who you need to fight, Bud Crawford. Errol Spence, too. Hey, this guy will be either one of you guys. Ortiz Jr. will be Bud or Spence, and they don't fight each other soon. But, well, I mean, man, Boots can bang, too. Don't sleep, Boots. These guys got to fight while they're at the top of the list so that one or the other can pretend they're the best until they bump into Ortiz Jr. This is getting ridiculous. Fight yeah. each other. You can't have a, find me a weight class in the UFC where six of the top nine guys are undefeated. No. In any MMA, in any MMA promotion. No. You can't find one, and you get that in every weight class in boxing. It's frustrating. You guys need to fight each other. Come on, bud. We're not learning anything from this. I know Joe's a Bud Crawford fan, and I wish he was here to defend his boy because we don't need this. We don't need this one. For what? You stopped no. the guy in six that stopped him. You stopped the guy in nine that stopped him in six. Yeah. And Ortiz Jr. just mopped the floor with that guy. I don't know if you saw that, but Aguedias came in and got his butt kicked by Ortiz Jr. It was never close. We thought he was going to be the pressure fighter. Not yeah. Ortiz Jr. walks through all of these guys.
1: Uh, I see. I. I. I... I I talked bad. I talked smack about Bob Arum and and, uh, promoting Bud Crawford, but this being on BLK Prime or whatever, this doing its own thing—that makes me even more skeptical. Like, with who who is Bud's uh, who? Who are his handlers now? Because like, if this is what you're making, are, are you just making your own promotion? Are you just pulling like a Jake Paul, Logan Paul type thing? So. Well, I, I was a big Bud supporter. I, I need to see that fight versus Spence that, that needs to happen eventually. But, uh, yeah, this – I'm with you. This is put, putting him back a little bit. And granted, unless he just comes out here and mops the floor with him.
2: But it, that's the problem. That's the issue is he has to. Yeah. He has to. This is a fifth round knockout. People are like, eh, you've got to go two, three rounds. You gotta derby of this guy and get him in and out of there. And even that will be kind of what we expected. This fight shouldn't be happening. It's just dangerous. It's 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 the uh it's the uh, uh Ruiz effect Ruiz, yeah. when Anthony Joshua was was at the top of his game and while oh, well, I'll fight this guy. Oh well, well while we're waiting. I'll get knocked out by somebody that wasn't supposed to be me, and it'll upset the whole flow of the heavyweight division. And that's where we are. This is this is silliness.
1: Yeah, but uh, I, like I it, but. no, uh, I don't like it either. But uh, let's get into the real fight of the night, the the real big one: UFC two hundred and eighty two, Blažević versus Ankayev. Before we get into the tail of the tape and before I break it down, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? Uriah, uh, I mean, Yuri Prohaska uh, won, obviously, the light heavyweight championship from Glover Teixeira. But in training for a rematch with Glover Teixeira, he completely destroyed his uh, shoulder. Uh, Dana White said it was, like, one of the worst injuries he's ever seen. Uh, it, but... So that he obviously had to withdraw and vacate the light heavyweight title. And this have all happened in late November around Thanksgiving. Uh, and Glover Teixeira turned down an uh, offer for the vacant title against both Nkilev and uh, Blahovitch. He, he basically got to pick his opponent. He turned it down due to the difference in styles between those opponents and Prohaska. Now, with all that being said, that's how we got here. Jan Blahovic versus Magomed and Kyla fighting for the UFC's light heavyweight championship. Let's break it down. Starting off with the number three ranked Jan Blahovic, uh, 29 and 9 with nine knockouts and nine submissions. He's 6'2 with a 78 inch reach. After getting finished by Thiago Santos in February 2019, Blahovic won three in a row. With a second-round knockout of Luke Rockhold, a split decision of Jacare Souza, and a first-round KO of Corey Anderson, which then got Blahovic a title shot, as he and Dominic Reyes faced off for the vacant title, and uh, Blahovitch finished it in finished Reyes in the second round to win the belt, and in his first title defense came the super fight with then middleweight champion Israel Adesanya where Blahovich used his size advantage to wear down Adesanya and dominate to take a unanimous decision. Blahovich then took on veteran Glover Teixeira and dominated the first round on the feet. But then Teixeira took the fight to the ground in the second where he then eventually got the submission to win the UFC light heavyweight title. Then Blahovich got back in the wing, wing column in May with a TKO over Alexander Raykich due to a knee injury. And now he is fighting to once again be light heavyweight champion. Now let's talk about Ma- Magomed and Kylev, number four ranked light heavyweight. 18 and one with ten knockouts. He's six three with a 75 inch reach. After getting submitted in his UFC debut to Paul Craig in 2018, and Kylev has won nine in a row with five knockouts. Most recently, unanimous decisions over Nikita Krolov and Vulcan Ozdemir in 2021, and a unanimous decision over Thiago Santos in March, and a second round TKO of Anthony Smith in July. Now, Jared, can Blahovich embark on his second reign as UFC light heavyweight champion, or will Ankhilev be the new face of the division?
2: Oh, man, this is a tough one.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, um...
2: I mean, uh... It's... It's got to be Ankalev, doesn't it? Have to be a passing of the guard here. Ah, Adesanya didn't come up and get it done. It's it's funny because every time you sleep, Blahovic here he comes. Um, yeah, I gotta take Magomed here, and and uh, I would not bet on this fight. Uh, you know, unless you're gonna give me like plus four hundred on one guy or the other, and there's no way it's ever gonna get that high. Because I could see it going either way. This is a really, really tough fight to call. But I, I'll, t- I'll take the young lion. You know, sooner or later, Blow has got to take that back seat. And I think this is as good a time as any to a good as good a fighter as any.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I normally don't uh, do this. I, I I like the over. Uh, I, I like unders in fights, but I like the over here. I think this is going to go. The, the distance, I think it's going to be a brawl. I, I think it is going to be very similar, like the Prohaska to share fight, a passing of the guard. But I, I mean, it isn't like it's going to be dominant from the young, the, the young hungry lion. I, I think, yeah, Blahovic still has some fight in him, and he's going to bring it. But I think just Enkilev just a little bit better, a little bit more involved, a little bit. He's just ready a little bit quicker due to the. Being younger and he doesn't have as many miles on him and uh, he, he's on fire right now. And, and the real fight to make he, a, after this, I think, is going to be in Kylev Prohaska. And that's going to be a very fun fight. I, but granted, I, I, you can't even say that because Blahovich is a is a beast. So this is going to be a fun fight. I'm with you. Not going to really pick either side if I were betting. Not going to put money on either side because I think it could really go either way. That's why I'm going to say if I were to bet on this, I, I would go to over because I think this is going to go to the distance. But I, I'm going to go with you. I'm going go to go the Young Hungry line. I'm going go to go and Kylev to get it done. And uh, what do you think of, of uh, Glover Teixeira being all like, no, I, I don't want to – I don't want that fight. I don't want to go for the belt again. Uh, because of Broj, he was training for Brojaska. Is, is that? Do you see any wrong in that, or do you respect that decision, Jared? Um, mm,
2: I really respect that decision. I think it makes sense. uh it's one of those business moves that's nobody's gonna like. You know, Mickey Ward, uh, James Braddock. All the way back, you have Jack Dempsey, you have stories of guys taking file, Willie Pep, guys taking fights that make no sense based on their financial situation or their or their relationships closest to them, um, and not making sound business decisions because it's a fight. Um, and if you spend all your time training for for a striker that you're going to spend five rounds on your feet banging out with, and then find out you get a a wrestler or a submission expert, you need time to make that adjustment. I think that that's evidence of how Glover Teixeira prepares for these fights. It's evidence that when he goes in against each guy, he's prepared for that guy. He's ready to go. And if you change that guy at the last minute, he's not interested. I want to go back to the, back to the lab. And look uh, and check out this guy. So, um, as a fighter, yeah, I really respect that. I know as a fan, we're like, it's a fight. Just go bang the guy across the cage up. But uh, he's a professional athlete. And he was training for a specific other professional athlete. And that makes sense not to do it when that person changes. You need a new game plan.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I respect that. I... I, I it, I think since he had his pick, I think if he were to fight, I think Blahovic probably makes the best. Like He's he's the most stylistically similar, I'd say, to uh, Proposka. And you already know you have the ground advantage over Blahovich if he does, decides to try and wrestle you. So uh, if Glover were to take a fight, I think that would probably have been the best bet. But, yeah, I, I mean, we do... A lot of, like, the casuals and, like... It appeals, like like with me, I talk about knockouts and that stuff. You want the guys to be like the Warriors, come in, any, whoever, whenever, wherever. But, uh, yeah, especially when you're Glover and you're up there in age, you you have to be smart about it.
2: And what's he losing? I mean, does he really lose a lot of ground here? We know who he is. We know what we're getting. We have known for the past quarter century almost what this guy's going to do when we get him in a cage. So so I think denying that just kind of gives, gives these other guys the spotlight to go ahead and work their thing out, and I don't think he goes anywhere. I don't think he loses a lot of ground with that decision, but what he gains had he lost that fight being ill-prepared for the guy he was up against at his age, like you said, yeah, you can't afford that, and you're going to have to be careful, and I think he made a good choice.
1: Yeah, I, I will say, though, I, knowing the UFC and knowing Dana White, I feel like he could end up getting washed out, Glover, somehow just getting washed out of the title. Like, you're losing, like, I don't, I, I honestly don't see his next fight being a championship fight. I I, I think something's going to happen. Dana White's going to throw him down. If, if he fights again, unless, before retiring, it's going to be a main event to put him in line for a championship. I think Dana White, he's also, Dana White's also holds grudges. And I think he doesn't like it when fighters don't take a fight and turn down fights. And I think Dana White's going to make him pay, which is, sucks. And it's not fair, but that's just how it's going to be.
2: Besides Jamal Hill. I think that we have to say that these these there's there's it's the old guard and the new guard with Blaovich and Tischer, and then Anklev and um, uh, Prohaska. That those are young old. That's what we really want here as fans. I, in my opinion, what we really want is Prohaska, Anklev.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's gonna. That's another fight if if done here. Yeah, I think Prohaska's next with Tashera not taking this fight. He's at least like second in line at at most at best for the next title fight, sh- shot. And who who knows when that's gonna be? That could be two years from now,
3: mm-hmm. and he's not
1: getting any younger. So the, the, that we might have seen the last of Glover Tashera, to to be completely honest with you.
2: I don't buy that I think he's got one one or two more in
1: him I I don't know I don't know but uh all right so many fights to talk about we can't talk about them all so that's why we give you the fight of the night segment uh I'm, I'm gonna start us off I mean the, really you could pick any card a, any fight from the main card here for the for the UFC and the, the even some great boxing uh fights, Tiafimo Lopez uh getting in the ring is uh tonight Sandor
2: has got a shot there, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that is a winnable fight. He's a naturally little bit bigger guy. And uh we all know Lopez kind of made his name off of Loma. So yeah, that's a winnable fight at plus four twenty five. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah.
2: Round yeah. Robin it.
1: Yeah, and I mean on on the UFC card co main event, Patty the Batty, Pimblet, uh, Pimblett, uh f- always fun to watch. Uh, Darren Till on there, Bryce Mitchell, my boy. Uh, I, I love that fight. Give that man a title shot.
0: That's a great fight. He
1: he got his camo shorts. Now get that man his title shot. But uh, and but my fight of the night, I'm going in the boxing ring. And, uh, it doesn't, my fight of the night isn't my fight of the night because of this fight. It's my fight of the night because of the fight that could possibly happen after, after this fight on the, uh, on the fight card with Terrence Bud Crawford, Chris Cyborg, four round boxing fight against Gabby Holloway. And, uh, she, she. After this fight, she's trying to work out a deal to fight Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison came out and said, uh, "Yeah, you you." Chris Cyborg gave some purse demands. Kayla Harrison came out and said, "Yeah, you can have this. I don't do this for the money. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm more. I, I don't care about this fight really. Uh, I just care about what's gonna happen afterwards. Uh, Kayla Harrison versus Chris Cyborg. That the, that just like the thought of that." I know Chris Cyborg ain't the Chris Cyborg of old, but that's a fun fight to think about. Oh, yeah. It's it's fun,
2: yeah. I think Kayla smashes her. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, sure. and <laughs> Yeah, that can set up uh, possibly Kayla Harris uh, Harrison coming over to the UFC, taking on Amanda Nunes. Maybe
2: she's just too big. She's just too big. Yeah yeah they need a weight class if they're gonna bring her over they're gonna have to get get up get a 145 155 pound weight class because she can't she she can't come down that far and i don't see anybody coming up that far it doesn't make sense these are you know well nunez still does have the 45 belt (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean okay maybe and she lives a lot bigger than she fights too she makes a significant cut, so maybe Maybe, but still, you're talking about one girl that could even be competitive in the whole UFC roster. We need another weight class if we're going to do that, because otherwise, you've just got that one fight, and it's over. You know what? Do what you did in the beginning with, uh, with the females to begin with, with the ultimate fighter. Do that. Give me a 155, uh, best 155 females on the planet. Give me 16 of them. Put them in a house together. Let them all fight. Winner gets a shot at Kayla and uh, UFC bell.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can make this work. I, I think like someone like Holly Ohm, I think not not as bad of a weight cut. I think she might do well. Someone like Megan Anderson, as tall as she is, having to cut as far down, I think that might be harsh. She's had some harsh cuts in the past, I think.
2: Tate yeah, would sometimes. probably take it just to take
3: it.
1: Yeah, so I, it, it's rough, but you, you don't want another Chris Cyborg situation where you create this weight class for this person that they're supposed to dominate it uh, and, and be the real, like, shining star. And then you have an Amanda Nunes come in and, and throw the the, the the person you strapped the Which rocket to awesome. the side. Why not? Yeah. But, but what's the 145-pound weight class now because of that, though? Like, look uh, at it. You, uh, you forgot it even existed, Jared, when we started talking about this. Yeah,
2: you ah, uh, man, and you like Kayla to come down to to one forty five.
1: I just want to see her in the UFC. That's all, because she she can sell. I I think she would be a star in the UFC. I, I understand that there's a lot of logistics and a lot of problems, especially with weight. But I, I just want to see it happen, brother. That that's all I want. I just want it to. I just want something to happen. I,
2: I just think she's too big. You need another weight class.
1: Yeah.
2: And is that, and I mean that, ah. Uh... All
1: right. All okay. right, Jared, what's your fight of the night? <laughs> I yeah. love that
2: Bryce Mitchell fight. Yes, yeah, sir. Love that. That is going to be a banger. Um, my fight of the night is actually the uh, females, uh, Ebony Bridges and Shannon O'Connell. Uh, I like O'Connell for the upset. Um, I think Bridges is favored kind of because of what she looks like. Am I allowed to say that? Well, you well, you is it? it? Um, yeah, I said it. She's, uh, uh, okay, I, think, I think her fans only page tokens have gotten a little bit to her head.
1: The, 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 as I like to call it, the Sage North effect.
2: The ah, yes, the sage cut effect. Okay. This other girl can bang though. This this uh and um and not only that, my fight of the night because Bridges I've seen in her in some of her wins take real, real whoopings, you know. So uh this is gonna be knockdown, drag out. I like the upset. Bridges loses her first fight.
1: All right. That's the fight of the night, Jared. How you going to make us money with the puncher's chance?
2: A lot of upsets going on here. You see that one at the bottom, Ebony Bridges. I just talked about Shannon O'Connell coming through, winning that fight. More experience, uh, more depth on her roster, fought better opposition. And listen, three straight upsets in the UFC because they're better fighters. Jaqueline Buckley, he's showy. He's highlight reels. He lands stuff, but Chris Curtis is just playing better. Rosenstruck, Showy, Highlights. Yeah, Dawkins is just playing better. Tuporia, Highlights. Mitchell is just playing better. Get this plus money. Round Robin it. Twos to fours. So any two of those will break even and all four of them get you paid big money.
1: All right. Uh, I, I like it. I uh, Chris Curtis, like he's a name not that many people know, but he's been around like he's got some miles on him. He's he's a veteran in in the he was on the um not the ultimate fighter, what is Dana White's Tuesday Night Contenders series. Like he's been around and <laughs> he, he trains with some top flight guys as well. So I like that one. I, well I when you know look 100%. at the line and
2: look at the names though. Look at the line yeah. and look at the names. Plus 145. Buckley, people remember that knockout. You know, yeah, I feel like it's highlight reel stuff that you go Buckley or Chris Curtis. Who's Chris Curtis? And that the the betting has has gone the other way in all of these, based on your highlight reel being better and not you necessarily being a better fighter.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know about Dawkins though. I don't know, I don't know. But and obviously, I like Bryce Mitchell, my boy.
2: I think that's a boring fight, Dawkins Rosenstruck. Very boring, and Dawkins wins, going away.
1: Okay, all right. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, for fun fights, I'm excited for this uh, pay per view. Uh, can't wait for next week to talk about it. Going to be even more fun. Wait to see what happens and see the new landscape of the light heavyweight division. But uh. That's gonna do it for myself, Big Jace, Jared Jones. Uh, thank you to Clovercrest Media for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com to check out a bunch of a bunch of more information about this podcast and a bunch of awesome podcasts as well. And uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors today: Annie Mac Home Mortgage and Optivia. Uh, thank you guys for sponsoring it. And uh, we'll Joe. see. Yes,
2: and Joe. Big Joe. Yeah, well, brother. We'll see you next week. We missed you.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, we hope to have you back soon. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We'll check you out next week for more Throwing Jabs.
0: Peace out. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, all four downs, and showing about the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting ClovercrestMedia.com.